to, what is this, episode uh, 807? Yeah, welcome back to episode 807 of the Scotty Joe Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is a very special show today. You it's, see. It's so special. This week, I sit down with William Jardine and I talk about everything animation. Like, if you guys have ever heard me talk about animation before, then this is your... If you've never heard me talk about animation, listen to this Did whole episode. Did you talk about the zoetrope? Oh, we did not talk about Zoetrope. Well, I guess you didn't talk about everything Well, we talked about all the new things in animation. Ugh! <laughs> Zoetrope, that's so 1900! <laughs> okay, alright, look, we're gonna play We're gonna play the game of opinions. I'm gonna tell you a popular news story that just came all out right. this week, and you tell me what you think about it. I'll say yes or no. Okay. <laughs> so this week I found out in San Francisco, yep. the uh, in the Cheetah exhibit... In- is it an exhibit? It's not an exhibit. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Hello, San Francisco. I'd like to see your cheetah exhibit. <laughs> oh yeah. This is not well, bad. apparently, if you go look at the cheetahs in the San Francisco Zoo, yeah. you will also see dogs. Because they put dogs in the in the uh, as food. No, they put dog. When you look into the cheetah habitat, habitat in the San Francisco <laughs> Zoo, is the habitat? <laughs> I'm like drunk today. Yeah, like or are. It's okay. <laughs> it's before noon. No, it wasn't an accident, and the dog didn't speak in, or sneak in. Good God, what is wrong with me? I don't know. We can always not edit this out. Edit, yeah, we're not. Edit. We're going to skip that story. There are dogs with <laughs> cheetahs in this. That's fascinating. <laughs> see, see, these are facts. These are facts. We belong together. Okay, so here's another... Here's, read that one for, for me. Okay. Cheating monkeys try to hide their infidelity. What? Where do they hide it? <laughs> what? Uh, okay, now you're going to listen to us read this to ourselves. <laughs> but we're not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm reading it to myself. I'm not out loud. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, grooving alone, yeah. grooving alone. Okay, so news this is... makes me angry. <laughs> really? Because news makes me want to wiggle, and I'll tell you what makes me want to wiggle. So I'm sure everybody heard about this Thursday, because this comes out on Saturday. Mm. Thursday, freaking meteorite hit Russia. How about that? I thought yeah. it was going to come close, and then it went really close. Really close. You know what I was wondering is because there's so many videos of like video cameras in cars witnessing it happen and hmm. my question was why the hell are there so many video cameras in people's cars just on at that moment and yeah. i looked into it and apparently there are so many accidents on the roads of russia that it's like this camera that is in russia that you hmm. can buy that everyone has that hmm. they just put it on the window it's like of a gopro car. yeah but probably like good capri good good spelled with like little yeah thing, love. and you're like like what are your options this is the only one yeah <laughs> All right, Russia, got it. So, uh, thank you, Russia, for uh, always getting in uh, yeah. Rex. Hey, good, good job on science, Russia. And then this was funny. Vladimir Zironovsky mm. said in a uh, uh, in a uh, a statement after the asteroid hit um, that he what would he say? Uh, Those aren't meteors falling. It's the Americans testing new weapons. Now, this is the leader of the Liberal Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it sounds like a liberal thought. It really (laughs) does. I didn't mean that to be political. (laughs) That was poorly. (laughs) Man, I don't want to get political in here, but apparently Vladimir Zironovsky is long known for his flamboyance and outrageous remarks. Oh, well. So. Does he have, like, large hair? Like, black and white? Like a white stripe in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. And he's always got his finger on a big red button. Yeah. 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 Good for, uh, interesting. Yeah. And he also said the U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry had wanted to warn Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov about mm. the provocation on but, Monday. Air quotes. Air quotes. But couldn't reach him. So, hmm. thanks Russia for letting us test our missiles. Yeah, country. yeah. Even though all of the cameras on every car in your country says, no, yet, yet, yet. So, uh, yeah. All right, so I'm about to jump into this interview all about right. animation. Got any thoughts on it? Um, on the animation as a whole? As, or, or the interview? Or the, yeah, like animation. You haven't even is, heard the interview. Nope. I'm, it's great. It is... I learned so much <laughs> just from imagining what you talked about. It was a lot. We talked about a lot. Yeah. Some things we did talk about, the new Monsters University trailer. Yeah. you seen that? Uh, not the new one, no. It's great. I'll show you in a second. All right. Um... <laughs> The, I mean, the Academy Awards are coming up, what, on the 24th, yeah, 25th? Yeah, yeah. Coming up, yeah. So, about 10 days? I, I still haven't heard anything about my nomination. What's I, your nomination? Uh, I don't think I've been nominated. Uh, which oh, for yours? is a huge coup. Because uh, normally, I win everything. Uh, almost yeah, every year. Yeah, that's weird. Landslide. Um, Did you get your papers in this time, this year? No, see, that's that's the thing. Uh, yeah, I'm between agents. It's mm. really, you know... And everyone knows CAA controls it anyway, so... Conspiracy. Yeah. You know, but it's still early. I, I yeah. still think you have a fighting chance. I will fight at every chance. If it's between you and Daniel Day-Lewis, I know who I'm voting for. Right. Right. You. Yeah, because I'm always me. Right. I don't forget who I am. He forgets who he is all the time. He doesn't even know. Oh, look at me. I'm playing Lincoln. Let me text Sally Fields all these texts as Lincoln. Who does that? Right. He has to, he has to, like, um, like, like Einstein, he has to pin his, like, his address on the inside of his coat so he'll remember where he lives. Right. Because he's like, my address is, uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, like, no, no, you don't live in the White House. I'm sorry. You are not the person you think you are. Yeah. You're an actor. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, those are facts. So I'm sitting here with my good friend William from Carlisle, England, and we're going to talk about some animation. And boy, do we have some stuff to talk about. William, what's the first little bit of animation you want to talk about? There's so much I'll let you choose. Oh my, where to start? Well, for starters, the biggie, um, finally got to see Wreck-It Ralph on Saturday. Oh, that's right. You guys finally got it over there. Yeah, it came out here um, Friday on... I don't want to rush out the first day, I'll give it one day's breadth, and I wish I had rushed out the first day, because it was absolutely awesome, definitely, I mean, I wish we didn't have to wait, but it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait, isn't it? It's the best movie, it's unbelievable. The, the only phrase I can adequately use to describe it, I keep arriving at, turbo-tastic, which... Turbo-tastic. <laughs> 
That, of course, referring to the... Uh, can I say this? Is this a spoiler? No, it's not a spoiler. The bad guy. Just, yeah, yeah. Cause it's... Oh, yeah, it was just such a, such a clever little twist in it. I, I mean, in hindsight, I probably should have, but I just didn't see it coming. It took me completely by surprise, and I absolutely love when that happens. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean, because... It actually surprised me a couple times there. Okay, so if you haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph listeners, first of all, why are you listening to this? You need to go to the theater right now. Like, just <laughs> go. It's my favorite animated movie of 2012. But anyways, it's it's got two surprises because there was... Oh, man, should I just... I'm, I'm Okay, I'm just going to use spoilers, I'll guys. Just work it out. It's, all, it's out. all out now. Okay, so when, when in the movie, when uh, King Candy addresses Ralph and, and gives him the, the medal and is like, you know, you need to do what a hero needs to do or whatever he says. I'm like, good oh, thank you. Um, I was like, I genuinely thought he was the good guy at that moment. I was like, okay, I thought you were the bad guy all up into this moment. You got me. Nice little twist. He actually is a good guy. And then they got me again. So I, just, <laughs> I, I by the end of the movie, usually I'm at, you know, usually I, I have like my hand up and I'm like, oh, I caught you. I know what plot tactics you're using what you're doing here but i was i was blown away i had no idea none yeah i, I thought they were going for the whole uh, prospector slash lotso twist like oh king candy's the bad guy you didn't see that coming and then when it's like oh maybe he's not that bad like oh bam he's turbo yeah but <laughs> it totally took me by surprise it just I mean, I mean, what a great cast. You know, one of my favorite things about it, actually, is the ending credits. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Those were, I mean, to me, those were just as good as the end credits for Wally, for, um, for Tangled. Those, I mean, all of those are so good. It's, it's nice, I mean, it shows how much people like the film when they put that extra effort into the credits, even. Right. And great song by um, by Owl City over the end credits as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to play that song at the end of this interview. I, I love <laughs> that song. <laughs> um, just a great, great... And they... Uh, what awards have they won? Uh, did they win the uh, BAFTA? Pardon? No, Brave won BAFTA. They weren't even nominated for the BAFTA. Really? Yeah, and it, it wasn't... I thought at first it might have been a matter of... Um, how late it was released, but I think the rule was yeah, it had to be released the day of Bath of the Baftas, uh, which was fourteenth, fifteenth, or something. No, oh. sorry, ninth. Something. It was something or earlier to be eligible. And uh, Wreck-It Ralph was released on the eighth, so I, I have no idea why it wasn't uh, nominated. Well, I, I guess Bafta know best, and it's, it was hey, it was nice to see Brave get some recognition. It won the right. Golden Globe too. Right. It was. I was. I was glad to see that they gave. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget her name on the podcast. Brenda Chapman. Brenda Chapman. Thank you. It, <laughs> I was glad to see they gave her some recognition as well. Yeah, yeah. It was that was actually the, my favorite moment of the entire Baftas, and they should they relegated it to their other awards um, awarded this evening bit. But um, it was great to see Brenda up there, especially after she, obviously she didn't seem to fond of being left off the Golden Globes but I mean it is her film at the end of the day it's her story her personal story so it's great to see her up there you know you see her walk for the listeners who don't know this um, you know Brenda Chapman was the is the creator of the story of Brave and then Mark Andrews took over to 
direct later on down the road. But it's really interesting to see her get up on stage, and she's got this big head of red hair that's big and curly, just like Merida. And you, and you, you have no choice but to look at her and say, "Yeah, that's where it came from." Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a personal movie, obviously for everyone at Pixar, but particularly for her, which makes it kind of melancholy when you think about her being being uh, replaced on it. But obviously, great film in the end. Right. Right. It's a shame things couldn't have worked out a little more amicably, but at least they're all seemingly friends now with sharing their BAFTAs and everything. Right. And and Brenda's doing pretty well now. She works at Lucasfilm. So. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what on, but who knows? Maybe she work she's who knows. I have, we have no idea. Um but I wanna move <laughs> I wanna move on a little bit. Uh <laughs> my favorite part of animation news right now is the new trailer for Monsters University. Woo! I'm so excited! And it is so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I'm not entirely sure it's going to silence all the Pixar haters all of a sudden. Yeah. Another sequel slash prequel, but hell, it looks awesome. It looks hilarious. The animation is beautiful. It's going it? to be... If they don't want to enjoy it, we will. Yeah, we'll take it all. So, listeners, if you don't want to enjoy this, if you want to continue your Pixar hate from Cars 2 up into Brave, you know, take it. William and I will enjoy it. But you know what? I'm going to give you something. Let's, let's go ahead and cut to a clip of the trailer for a little bit so you can hear uh, a little, some funny jokes. Monsters University! Anybody getting off? I'm officially a college student! I've been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> I'm gonna be a scarer! Okay, everyone, I'll be giving you your orientation on this perfect day! Hey, 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 come join the improv club! Oh man, I can't be late on the first day! <laughs> Wazowski, room 319. You know, your roommate is a scaring major, too. <gasps> RJ, come here, boy! Uh-oh. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, I think my favorite joke on the trailer is uh, <laughs> when the little slug man is like, oh man, I can't be late for the first day. <laughs> just such yeah. good animation and story. Just perfect. I love when that happens. And now imagine, imagine that stretched out over an hour and a half and you've got DreamWorks Turbo. Oh, it, oh man. <laughs> you know, I will admit the Turbo trailer uh, by DreamWorks, I, I, I will admit I actually did like the trailer. But my, my problem is, how are you going to make a whole movie based on one joke? Um, I read a little plot synopsis uh, for it the, the other week, which actually did sound quite interesting. Oh, street races, everything. Mm -hmm. Got Samuel L. Jackson in there. But I'm just not sold on the idea as a whole. It's not. It's, yeah. It just seems a, a step down from DreamWorks' recent stuff. It does, and you know, despite the loss of uh, profit with Rise of the Guardians, I thought Rise of the Guardians was one of the best things I've seen them do in a long time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a real shame how uh, Rise of the Guardians turned out for them, and particularly with all this stuff about them having to lay people off now, because it was such a good film. Yeah. Um, for our listeners who don't know that, tell, can you tell us a little bit about what's happening with that? What? Um, well, Rise of the Guardians, obviously, was no slouch at the box office, given it's an animated film, it's a DreamWorks film, but DreamWorks invested a lot of money into it, a lot of money into advertising it, so 
I think in the end they're having to write down about 96 million, which is obviously quite a substantial amount um, well, of losses with the Rise of the Guardians, which means, particularly now they've pushed back um, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, which cuts off me and my shadow, they're having to let go, I think, somewhere between 20 and 25% of their overall employees, which is just staggering. Oh, so are they letting go of me and my shadow completely? Uh, it's been pushed back into development, which uh, basically means uh, nobody, apart from maybe a handful of people, are working on it. So right. that's a lot of animators out of a job. That's actually um, one of the more interest. I was I'm probably more interested in that one than I am their other ones right now. It just it's such an interesting yeah. idea of CG and hand drawn uh, hybrid. Yeah, the irony being the two that most interested me were me and my shadow and Mr. Peabody and Sherman, which are obviously both in a little bit of trouble at the moment. And um, when we're talking about losses, um, Rhythm and Hughes, who won uh, the BAFTA for uh, their visual effects work on Life of Pi, it was announced the very next day they're going bankrupt. No way, really? Yeah, which is really sad, because I actually just interviewed uh, Eric uh, Deboer, who was the animation uh, supervisor director on uh, Life of Pi. He was actually up on stage at the BAFTAs, and then to then see that they're going uh, broke after doing such great work, it's just... Fantastic. A sad, a sad indication of the state the industry is in in several ways, I think. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. We'll, we'll put a link to your interview, if you'd like, in our animation segment on our animation uh, link on scottyjoe.com for listeners who want to uh, turn sure. over. Um, Free publicity. Right, but um, also, something I just found out, this, okay... So I don't know how many listeners out there know this, but there was speculation at one point that there was going to be a Finding Nemo 2, uh, mm. which I, I have such mixed feelings on that. But of course, there's the obvious <laughs> joke that can you please just keep your son in one place? Um, <laughs> what? How, how terrible parenting. Yeah, terrible, terrible parenting. Terrible parenting. Um, but, you know, Andrew Stanton tweeted a while back about it. What did he say? He said something about, like, don't believe everything you read. Something like that. So, this guy is not following. Right. We've all kind of been unsure about what's going on. But apparently now there's some cast members that are signing on? Yeah. Um, well, we heard back, I think it was August. I was actually in the midst of writing up a post about it just before I uh, came on with you. Um, yeah. That Ellen DeGeneres was returning and we found out an hour ago, maybe more, that Albert Brooks, who voiced uh, uh, Marvin in the original, is returning. So I think, at this point, no official word from Disney or Pixar, but I think it's as good as confirmed. It, it might as well be. I mean, first of yeah. all, you need those. If you don't have Marlon <laughs> and Dory's voice, you're, no one's going to go see it. I would never go see it if you had Kim Kardashian play Dory. <laughs> Unless it's set like a hundred years in the future and Nemo's a cyborg voiced by uh, <laughs> uh, Samuel L. Jackson or something. Oh my gosh. What are these mother flipping fins doing in this mother flipping fish tank? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's, that's funny. Um, uh, so, what else is happening in the news of animation? There's so much more. I'm going blank for a second. Um, well, the. We got, um, obviously, the BAFTAs, Brave one there. We had the Annie Award results last week with uh, Wreck-It Ralph taking home almost everything. Right, um, right. I'm such a fan. Uh, I'm so happy about it. <laughs> I think I think at this point it's going to be Wreck-It Ralph that takes home the Oscar. Although Brave having won the Golden Globe and the BAFTA makes things a little bit interesting. 
Because since the BAFTA award for best animated film was set up in 2006, every single year the film that has won the BAFTA has won the Oscar. You know, I just, I can't, I wish I knew more specifically what the requirements are for the Oscar. Like, I want to get inside those people's heads and be like, what are you judging this on? Because I have watched both of these movies numerous times with other friends. I've watched it enough times that I could watch my friends watch it. And, <laughs> and it's just, when we're watching Wreck-It Ralph, people's faces are lit up, or they're involved. They're, and you know, Brave, there's some of that too, but there's parts of Brave where people drop out. They, you know, they look around. They, it's just not... Wreck-It Ralph is so much fun, and it's what we need nowadays with all of these movies about the apocalypse and the world ending and the Mayans and stuff. It's pure fun. And, and Brave is good, but it's such a, it's not, it, it's demographic. It's market is not as broad as Wreck-It Ralph, you know? Yeah. I, th I think that's the thing with Pixar films in previous years. They've always been the clear cut winners apart from obviously last year, but we'll not get into that now. We will um, not get into that. Uh, <laughs> They've always been the clear-cut winners, whereas obviously 2012 was such a close year for animation. And right. I, for, for numerous months, I was adamant that it was going to be Paranorman that was going to win. Not because I necessarily thought it was the best, but just it seemed that was the way we were going. Then Braves kind of had this resurgence in previous months. Um, Frank and Weenie's got a lot of love as well. The fact oh. that the Pirates is even nominated for the Oscar... Uh, the Oscars means it's got it's got to have something of a chance, and right. but I still think Wreck-It Ralph at this point is going to take it. Um, I would be thoroughly, thoroughly disappointed if Frank and Weenie wins. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Many people don't know my thoughts on Frank and Weenie, so let me give you my thoughts on Frank and Weenie. I don't think about Frank and Weenie. I, 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 I just what what was that? There was. Um, what do you think about Frank and Weenie? Um, uh, I haven't seen it. Um, it was only in cinemas in my town for like a week, a week and a half before they started putting on like the six in the morning showings. So I haven't had it, and it's not out on DVD here until after we've because obviously we've got my uh, exciting third annual A One Thirteen Animation Awards coming up on the fifteenth. Oh boy! But Frank and Winnie's not up for any because I haven't seen it. It's not out until the end of February and. Having awards any later than the end of February seemed a bit ridiculous because I've already had to delay it this far to accommodate Wreck-It Ralph. Right. Well, maybe if if Frankenweenie was like just in its own category of stop motion, if it was the only stop motion, maybe I would <laughs> give it some credit because I do admire the animation and the hard work that goes into it. I, you know, it's an art form that goes beyond my way of thinking. It's it's phenomenal. But it was compared against movies like The Pirates and Paranorman. And it just, it does not stand a chance. And if, and if, I, if I see it win, uh, I'm going to go on a road trip and go knock somebody in the forehead. Um, <laughs> Paranorman, for me, I, Paranorman to me gets better every time I learn something new about how it was made. Um, yeah. I actually left the theater seeing Paranorman, and I was like, that was really, really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I enjoyed it more than Coraline, which I already loved tremendously. So, like, good. it didn't... I didn't go to my car and, like, want to jump around and go get a, a five-hour energy and go crazy. Like, I didn't think that. <laughs> but it was still it was still really good. And the more and more, like, if you get the art of book, which I'm sure you've seen, or if you watch yeah. the DVD extras, your jaw will hit the floor. Acid will cause the floor to fall apart, and your jaw will just keep going. It is, it is insanely incredible. Um, I think that... 
I, I really liked the film when I saw it, but I, I kind of wasn't as high on it as other people seem to be. But the more I've watched it, and the more I've kind of, it's kind of sunk in that when they've got all these massive, like, uh, swirling whirlpool things, they've got all the uh, well, jumping, uh, Norman jumping across the little platforms, and I kind of remember that this is all stop motion. Right. This is made the same as Wallace and Gromit is, that kind of, whoa. Well, but then puts it into perspective. Then I start to think, what is what is what are we voting on? What is the award supposed to be awarding? Are we <laughs> awarding technique or are we awarding story? Because if we're awarding technique, let's go back to Brave because it's absolutely incredible what they created with the landscape and the animation. The acting in the animation is phenomenal. So it's like, what I don't really know what to base any of this on, because I. Go ahead. Sorry. I think I think with animation, it's a bit of a a bit of everything, isn't it? I mean, yeah. obviously, if the story's naff, the technique doesn't really matter. But if 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 it looks terrible, the story can be it can be the king's speech, but it's still not going to hold your attention. So you're looking for a bit of a mesh of both. Exactly. Like, yeah. You've got films like yeah. The Lorax with beautiful animation and rubbish or oh, so-so so story. Rubbish. So bad. <laughs> and then you've got films like. Um, You've got like little low-budget films like uh, A Cat in Paris or whatever, or The Illusionist, with maybe not as refined or as perfect animation, but really good, really heart, uh, heartwarming stories. Exactly. And you're looking for a bit of both. I mean, The Illusionist, um, I mean, it's such slow pacing and such a... <laughs> it took me a long time to get through, actually, a couple viewings, but the animation and the, and the artistry behind it is, is gorgeous. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good film. But just uh, just to move al uh, al uh, along a little bit, uh, uh, Leica just announced that their next movie is going to be called The Box Trolls. Um, oh, yes, I forgot about that. See, that's something big news as well. Yeah, I I'm telling you, man, this week is jam-packed. I'm, tr I'm trying to have to remember <laughs> everything, uh, which I am very excited about. You know, I had a friend ask me, they're like, so what's the Leica movie this year? And I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down there, Ricky. Uh, Leica's not... <laughs> not that big yet they don't have a movie coming out every year which i kind of really like um yeah i enjoy having to wait a couple years for it it just like the anticipation builds and i'm like ooh, what are the and it also it also makes me feel secure knowing that there's a core group of people working together moving from project to project which just seems so fun so great yeah uh, well, yeah, anything by Laker, uh, Laker, I've never been sure how to say it, is um, an exciting prospect. I really liked Coraline, didn't quite like Paranorman as much, but really liked them both. Yeah. And Fox Ross, it's got a really quirky, kind of Aardman esque uh, sounding story with all the stuff about cheese and. Um, yeah, so what is the plot a little bit? Let's try to remember here. It's Okay, here we have here. Uh, the Box Trolls unfolds in Cheesebridge, a posh Victorian era town obsessed with wealth class and the stinkiest of fine cheeses. <laughs> Beneath its charming cobblestone streets dwell the box trolls, foul monsters who crawl out of the sewers at night and steal the townspeople, steal what the townspeople hold most dear, their children and their cheeses, so quite an eclectic mix there. Oh my goodness. And it's got, what What I really like about it is it's got such a good voice cast as well. Oh wow. yeah, go it's ahead got, and tell us that cast, it's amazing. It's got Ben Kingsley, it's got uh, Tony Collette from Little Miss Sunshine and About a Boy, it's got Elle Fanning who's um, 
out of Super 8. Uh, Isaac Hempstead Wright, uh, who's Bran in Game of Thrones. It's got Jared Harris out of Mad Men. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Richard Ayoade out of the IT crowd. And Tracy Morgan out of 30 Rock. Is that not just the best that, voice cast you've ever heard? First of all, they took some of the best, like, comedians nowadays and, like, threw them all together. Yeah. You've got, I mean, you've got Tracy Morgan from 30 Rock. You've got, like, that, that, that idiot comedy. You got Richard A. You know, you got that, that really nasally character coming in, which is hilarious. And Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, like, could, I mean, can we ask for anything better nowadays? And then, and then you have these stellar, amazing actors and actresses. I mean, uh, Ella, Ellie Fanning, is Ellie, right? Ellie? I have no idea. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. Um, she, I mean, she's already done some voiceover work. She voiced over Totoro, and she was great. I mean, just. Gosh, I'm so excited for it. I can, and that's what I love. I love how I'm gonna have to wait a year and a half, maybe two years, to get that. Um, yeah, it's it, it's nice to have a little bit of uh, space between. Obviously, not. I mean, with Ardman, I'm never sure when they've got another film out. Obviously, you got yeah. the big gap between Flushed Away in 2006, seven, and then you got Arthur Christmas in 2011. Then you got the Pirates only a year after, and then we've got nothing for the foreseeable. Right. How mysterious of well, you, Ardman. All right. Is there anything else that we should talk about here? Any big animation things? Anything? Um, uh, well, there was the, quickly there was the um, found out Illumination Entertainment who made the Lorax last year, which we both particularly fond of. I know. Oh yes, it's our favorite. <laughs> Sarcasm. Uh, yeah, they're working on the a re a remake of the Grinch now as well. Which? How do you feel about that? Because um, I just th I just think that's so stupid. Uh, well, they're working on the cat and the hat as well, which I'm a little more optimistic about, but the Grinch, you have to be very specific with how you approach the Grinch, or it comes across as creepy and rapacious, like um, the, the live-action one with Jim Carrey in. Exactly. But they, I mean, there's already an amazing animated The Grinch, like, and yeah. I'm going to compare it to it. I, I just have to because it's so good. Are they just going to try to take that design and put it in computer graphics? Like, uh, That's the thing. I don't think CG is in any way going to help. I mean, I, I have a real yeah. penchant for CG. I love it. But I don't think that's in any way going to hold up to the Chuck Jones version. And it's just going to make people dislike him. Oh, like, oh, great. Making another crappy remake in CG. And yeah. I'm inclined to agree with them until I see something to prove uh, to the contrary, and the Lorax did not prove to the contrary. No, it did not. And to be honest with you, I mean, do I? I actually can't remember what happened. I mean, I know what happens in Horton Hears the Who because I, the Who because I had the book and I had the movie. But I mean, that one wasn't either one. And I am a huge Jim Carrey fan. That wasn't. I, quite, I, I actually quite liked Horton Hears the Who. Oh, you did. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't brilliant, uh, but it was it was pretty it was pretty decent. It was a good film. Uh, I enjoyed it, and it was leaps and bounds better than the Lorax. But that's true, very true. Uh, oh. But you know, Doctor Seuss, like his drawings, I never would think computer animated. They're so I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe so jagged, and I, I, you know, I'm I don't know. I'm not an art major. Um, they're very abstract, and they're very yeah. specific to what they are. And, Obviously, computer animation, one thing it does not do well is abstract. Right. I mean, maybe if they took if they took their animation style and, you know, instead of doing it very classical animation, fluid motions, big expressions, maybe if they did things more staccato and more abstract and angular, maybe, maybe that could be really cool, but I don't see that happening. 
Yeah. So. Oh, and also, we uh, just heard, man, it's, good gosh, there's so much to talk about. Um, the spinoff of Despicable Me. Oh, yeah. The movie Minions is coming out, and uh, Sandra Bullock just signed on for that. Mm-hmm. Which, she, I like what you put on your blog, you said, what would you say, uh, America's Sweetheart or something like that? I'm just quoting that from what everyone else seems to be saying, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, William's got a little thing for Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, sure, she's nice enough. Um, right. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually quite uh, looking forward to Minions. I mean, I really liked Despicable Me. I haven't liked anything Illumination Entertainment have done since. But we'll see how Despicable Me 2 turns out before we start casting a... Uh, judgment on minions i think but right. it's got sandra bullock that's something and i'm actually pretty excited about despicable me too i went back and watched the first one a while back and i'm like what a fun movie so funny hmm. the trailers are really fun as well yeah really fun and those minions are great i don't know if you yeah. if you've seen videos i actually haven't been to the theme park i can't is it universal studios i'm not sure but there's like a yeah. minions ride um minion may or something, yeah. Yeah, Minion Mayhem. It actually, and but someone took a video of it, so you don't even actually have to go. You just like can watch. The video. <laughs> uh, what I, what I think they need to be careful of though is the minions are really, really fun in Despicable Me, but they don't want to oversaturate the market with them. Right. I don't know how fun an hour and a half of them is going to be. It, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, think how much different a movie Willy Wonka would have been if the Oompa Loompas were the whole movie. <laughs> They're good in moderation. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, it's hard to follow a film where you don't really know what they're saying for a full hour and a half. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I wanted, if I wanted that, I would watch more French films. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do they talk? It's like I don't even know what happened, but it's like crazy, like gibberish. You hear the you hear the odd Spanish word uh, slipping uh, oddly. <laughs> I think that might be some of the voiceover inside joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, but like you say, lots and lots and lots of animation news over the last uh, couple of weeks. Right. Um, and last week I mentioned the, the we got a logo for the good dinosaur, which I'll repost again for people yeah. to see. Um, which I I actually you can tell by the I, by the little design of the dinosaur. It's all one color. But he's got like these really knobby kneecaps and like this really funny looking feet. Like it, it actually looks like it could be really funny. And you know, I love Bob Peterson who's directing it, who did the voice yeah, of yeah. Doug and Roz and Monsters Incorporated. So uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. But yeah, yeah, Bob Peterson is, as far as I am aware, uh, concerned, he's the last big great Pixarian that has never solo directed a feature film. Right. So. The Good Dinosaur is just, that's my most anticipated Pixar film. I, every little bit we hear about it just makes me more excited. Apart from that little bit where we thought Lil Wayne was going to be voicing the main character. Oh my god! That made, that made me unhappy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 almost, I almost like demoted Pixar to just nothing. When I heard that, I was like, really? John, where are you? Get back. <laughs> yeah, um, Fortunately, um, Bob Peterson himself actually tweeted me about that. I said, no, no, that's not our car. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's really great. 
<laughs> no offense, Lil Wayne, but no, no, get, no. get out, get out, stay away from Pixar. Go to DreamWorks. Yeah, go to go to DreamWorks. Maybe they'll give you. Maybe they'll do Rio too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually that's actually Blue Sky Studios. Oh, Blue Sky, Blue Sky, right. <laughs> Who are actually worse for that than DreamWorks, yeah. Also, I want to bring this up. I, I'm still unclear. That was really Southern. I'm still, I'm still unsure of whether or not this is true or not, but we got a, a logo poster and two character posters from Disney's upcoming feature, Frozen. Were those real? Did we just... Did we know? So, that, was, that was confusing. Um... As far as I'm aware, the end result was the posters are fake, the character designs are real. How did they get released then? That's what I... I've, I've no idea. I can only assume a, gr uh, a, a grieved ex-employee on a vendetta of some sort. <laughs> but um, I think it was the guys at the Rotoscopers said they'd seen some concept art from a while back, um, like last year or something, that uh, matched up with the character designs. But um, Oh, it does. It does completely. There's, obviously, there's every chance um, uh, the character designs could have changed since then. I think Anna, is it Anna? Anna, who looks exactly like Rapunzel. That's, oh, yeah. She looks, she, still, it's a good design. I'm not really bothered about that. The one I hope they change is Elsa, because she looks like she looks like she's been ripped out of one of those awful Tinkerbell movies. Oh, my God, you're right. You're so, I knew there was something about her, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And my goodness, you're right. She she does. <laughs> she does. I looked at those posters and I was not impressed. I was I looked at that girl and I was like, she does look exactly like Rapunzel. You know, she has a different hairdo than Rapunzel. It's not as long <laughs> as hair. Um, but the other one, you're right. It, especially with the amazing voice cast they've got and the people writing it, I'm, I just want those characters to be phenomenal. I, I'm still I'm still really excited. I'm excited for the movie, but I'm not going to lie. That did kind of knock me back a bit. The character designs, which is particularly unfair if they're not even the actual character designs, although it seems they might be. Right. Well, you know, I would think that Disney would pull them offline if they didn't want them there. Well, they they did their best to, but obviously once they're up, people can copy and paste. Saved onto your hard drive. It's into the blogosphere and hell with you, Disney. There's no way you can <laughs> stop me. Ha 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 This will teach you to delay Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> Williams Vendetta. You're the one who did it. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but for uh, for the fans out there, Wreck-It Ralph uh, and the USA just came out on digital today. You can pick that up on iTunes. Uh, there's a video online of John Laster talking about the toys they're putting out for Monsters University. There's a really cute uh, plush doll. There's a really creepy mask, which I won't get into. Uh, <laughs> uh, anything else, William, before we wrap up here? I think that's about it. You know, I think we have genuinely covered every bit of uh, major animation <laughs> news. <laughs> yeah, I, this sh shows you how obsessed I am, ladies and gentlemen. And, and as is William. I mean, the guy started a blog. What a nerd, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I do. Nerd and proud. <laughs> but if you if you like what you hear, if you want to know more, please uh, head over to A113 Animation, William's blog. It's abso absolutely phenomenal. I, I'm starting to think the, the guy doesn't go to bed. He posts things immediately. I don't. Um, he has thorough interviews, thorough reviews. I mean, he's... How many people you got working over there now? You, you've got lots of uh, well, things going on. <laughs> Include, including me, we've got the three now. We've got uh, Damien and Mania who uh, write reviews and editorials for me as well. Both very talented guys. And 
much like yourself and I have a, a great passion for animation, mm -hmm. which is what we like to hear. And I'm always keen to say this, and I might as well say it while I've got this forum. Um, if anyone's ever interested in writing anything uh, in terms of guest uh, reviews or editorials for A130 Animation, shoot me an email and we'll try and set something up. Great. You can check out uh, bio, uh, William's bio on the uh, past guest section of scottyjoe.com. William, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks um, for having me. I'll have to do this again uh, when Monsters University is out. Oh, boy. I won't be able to talk. I'll be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, William. All right, listeners, uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Scotty Joe Podcast. Hopefully you learned something, and hopefully you heard about some animation that you got excited about. I'm a big fan, and maybe this will make you one, too. All right, thank you for listening. I'm Scotty Joe, and this is the Scotty Joe Podcast.